So I'm here at Heartwood with Amelia Curran uh, a couple hours before her sold out show. Amelia, welcome to Owen's Sound. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Where have you come from to our small city? Um, oh, I had to think about it. Last night we played in Toronto and uh, the night before that we were in London and um, it's just a short Ontario fall jaunt. <laughs> and is that typical for how you've been touring lately? Just out for those intense short periods? Yeah, it's been sparse. Summer summer was was touch and go, not touch and go in a in a sketchy way, but like just little little blips here and there, you know, go go go, break break break. Um, and it's well, that's just life anyway. You know, the rest of the world is catching up to this gig economy idea, and it just and you can you can feel the the musicians everywhere rolling their eyes. <laughs> Yeah, of course I don't know what next month looks like, and I'm booking six months in advance. Yeah. Of course I don't have health insurance. What are you talking about? What's benefits? What are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, Watershed, the album that you're touring right now, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about where that collection of songs came from? Uh, kind of no. <laughs> I love it's... honest answers. They happened. It's art. Yeah, I I mean, any album is just the most recent bunch of songs you wrote. Um, not exclusively. Sometimes there's a, a really old one that's just been waiting for the right uh, lineup, I guess, to fit in somewhere. Sometimes that happens. But with these, I mean, there's a story out there that I wrote a bunch of them five days in May in Nova Scotia, and I, and I just love saying five days in May. But... Uh, and I did, but I had taken that break specifically to write songs and, and to get out of my usual comfort zone. Uh, so I did write a lot of the songs on Watershed in those five days. Um, but again, it's just a bunch of songs that I made up <laughs> on a record together. It's not a concept album. It's a slice of time, I guess. But inevitably, there are when we take a slice of time out of our lives, there are themes that are that are prevalent yeah. in, in whatever chapter we're moving through at the moment. What was coming up for you on Watershed? Um, for sure, and I I agree. Uh, you know, any any moment in your where you are at that point in your life influences what you're writing, and influences then the sound of the record and and all that. And I I think for me, it's been it's been several years of pretty heavy uh, advocacy and activism. And that's, um, I think that's pretty clear. I don't think I hid that well at all <laughs> in in the album. So it's, um, there's a lot of activist talk in there, um, which, you know, in, in my heart has always been present in my life. But, you know, the further you get into act- making actual tangible change, the closer you get to politics. And the closer you get to politics, the angrier you get because it's stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and I just have little time for a lot of crap these days. Um, and I think that's coming out in a lot of those watershed songs. Um, you know, there's, there's less of that heart buried in metaphor. Some things are just put a lot more plainly, and I think it's from getting a bit tired. <laughs> or suddenly there's, there's less of the appetite for the time and care that it takes to wrap things up nicely so you don't ruffle feathers it's the these are issues and we need to talk about these so here they are and they sound good and you can sing along to them (laughs) yeah i guess so i mean i am just making up songs in a way uh 
you know, which is simple, which is a, a wonderful thing to do with your life, <laughs> I think. And, uh, and it's a very satisfying thing to do. Um, but talking about activism, talking about, you know, political change and things like that, it's just so frustrating. And, and you have to wonder what makes it so frustrating. And trying to change a system from within another system, it's all just, ugh, it's just so needless. It makes me so tired. Hard work makes people tired <laughs> is one of the truths, I think. You, you talked about the, the particular themes influence even the sound of an album. Mm-hmm. And for people who uh, fell in love with your sad folk ballads mm-hmm. um, in whatever way they were introduced, um, the <coughs> last couple of albums have had more full band treatment. Um, is, are those, they're obviously conscious choices, but... Mm-hmm. How do the songs kind of ask for different treatment as you're as you're in the process of writing or rec- or recording them? Well, um, since the last record, I I found my musical partners really. You know, um, Dean Druyard, Devin Henderson, Joshua Van Tassel uh, are great musicians, and now we've made two records together, and it's it's very important to me that they are happy with the with the stuff we're making you know I write these songs and and then we figure out how to present these songs musically is this whole other process and that's not something you can do with just anybody you know that different combination of people that sort of I mean I've been doing this for almost 20 years and and I found my musical partners in, you know, at year 17, you know, <laughs> and it's been, it's been really good. So that's, that's maybe what people are hearing is just this musical partnership that just happens to sound a bit more rock and roll than it did before. But it's, uh, the process of, of cranking these, these things into the studio and how they come out in the end is just this wonderful, the, you know, the real brass tacks of the job that you don't get to see. Um, that I love so much and that, I, and that I'm very sort of protective of, like our, our relationship, our sort of family way of, of getting things done. We talked a little bit uh, a few minutes ago about the political being more evident um, in the songs. Is, as an artist, is that a hard leap to make? We, there certainly a, is, in North America, a great tradition of artists using art and specifically using music to bring important issues and perspectives into the ears and hearts and minds of audiences. But not everyone chooses to do that. Um, was that a conscious change for you or... or or do you find a, a difference in the people in your musical community who really focus on giving voice to those kinds of issues? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I mean, as to whether it happens or doesn't. I, I look to Buffy St. Marie more than anyone else on the planet for political art. Um, because Buffy St. Marie, who's, you know, and, and who stood up for Native people in America in a different age who went on Sesame Street to say Indians are real, <laughs> you know, and this sort of stuff. She's incredible. Nothing has gotten her down, and things have tried very hard to get her down, and it hasn't worked just because of who she is. And she also writes really, really great love songs, songs about girls and songs about boys and songs about feelings that are not political at all, her most successful songs are not political at all 
it's in how she lives her life and how she maintains her presence. Um, and that's what it's about, I think. Buffy St. Marie was at Summer Folk uh, this summer. And so, um, in, yeah, what a, she's, she's amazing. 2,000 people just quiet and listening and yeah. watching. And, and as she moved between playing a jaw harp uh, to, to playing a really synth heavy um, electronic backbeat kind of song, there's oh, great yeah. versatility there. Um, and so you, you kind of caught, caught me speechless there after thinking about that performance again. Uh, yeah, I love her so much. I, I you know, I, I weep talking about her. I have wept talking about her. Um, I just think she's such a force without being forceful. And, uh, and she's uh, just incredible that way. And so I look to her a lot in those times when, when I've gotten too close to politics and I feel hopeless and, and angry. Uh, to look to someone like Buffy uh, really helps get you out of that and get you back on your track of making art and creating something new under the sun and just being there for people. Buffy's certainly a, a trailblazer and kind of like an elder of the community or the musical community from, from what I can see. Are there, who would you identify as, as the contemporary folks who are following that path? Uh, <laughs> yikes, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, certainly uh, Buffy's friendship and, and partnership with Tanya Tagak is, is quite apparent and, um, and a very uh, beautiful and obvious pairing. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It was a couple years ago, Billy Bragg, I don't know if he wrote something or said it on radio, wondering where the political musicians were. And, uh, and myself, and, and I imagine people like me, got a little upset at that and wanted to say, we're here, Billy, we're here. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's, you know, Pete Seeger said the participation will save the human race. I think it's community. I think it's, it's how we are with each other in the world and just sort of not worrying too much about how, just taking care of, of our communities, I think, um, is important. And, and the musicians who are, who are there for the community are within the community, and it doesn't matter if they're, you know, on the cover of magazines and things like that. And I don't think it matters if Billy Bragg, who I love, has heard of them or not. I think that they are there. I think that artists have always led the way. Um, and even though it might be quieter on a big scale, you know, if participation in community is what's going to save the human race, I think we're on it, and I think it's going to be okay. Do you see that? Uh, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking of, like, fires can be burning and, and keeping people warm and being a light in the darkness, even if you can't see them from the other side of the Atlantic. Um, do you see differences as, as a touring musician? You're all over this country and, and all over the world. Do you see differences or similarities in the way that those com that musical communities come together in different places? Like I, I know you're coming from the East Coast and there's a, in some ways a more visible musical tradition there um, than what I think of in, in, in Ontario. Do you see those differences as a touring musician? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, each place is different. I mean, what, you know, what we have in common is that we all need people. We need to feel included in something. And that's, music has always been great for that. Uh, we never have to be careful how we use it. You know, we can be just outrageous and willy-nilly how we're using it, as long as it's there, as long as it's fostered, I think. 
Um, so I don't know. Every, you know, there's great musicians all over the place. There's terrible musicians all over the place, and I love them too. <laughs> yeah, you can sing along just as well to a uh, an off-key Bob Dylan cover around a campfire yeah. as you can anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. Are there? This is going to be kind of like a what's your favorite baby kind of question, but are there songs from the latest album that um, that surprise you or that fill you up on as you're performing them on stage? Because I think people forget that by the time an album is in our hands or by the time we're seeing you perform something on stage, these songs have been with you for a while. Mm-hmm. Are there songs that burn more brightly uh, which is kind of a veiled way of saying, is there is there a favorite song to play on this record? Or, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like playing Watershed. I like that. I've never had a title track before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I wrote it after the rest of the album was finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it, we just rearranged things in a way that we managed to pop back in the studio for an extra couple days. Actually, like we, we wrapped the record in August and then I wrote Watershed, and then we went back in the studio that November to record it. Uh, and it ended up being the track that it is, and I, I love playing it. I just love playing it. I don't know. <laughs> Was that the title of the album before that song, or did that song come tap you on the shoulder and say, I gotta get in there? Yeah, no, the song just occurred. Um, I don't think the album had a title before then. I always name them after song lyrics. Um, trying to maintain a certain pretentiousness. <laughs> so this occurred, and I didn't fight it. <laughs> um, I read a little bit about um, about struggles touring in the UK um, for you yeah. this year, yeah. um, and which might be bringing us back to the politics as a topic and, and changes there. Um, do you find that... Yeah, how do you find touring as a Canadian musician outside of Canada? Uh, I don't do a whole lot of it. I I mostly tour Canada and the UK and parts of Europe. Um, I have toured in the States, but not very much, and Australia, but not very much. But uh, those UK tours, although there was a snafu (laughs) this time around, I really like them. I've done them by myself. They're funny little pockets of living um i don't know canadian canadian touring musicians are stronger than other touring musicians it's just a fact of geography we're better at it we have the endurance that that you don't require when you're touring in other places you know we're not better musicians but we're better road musicians it's built in I think, yeah. A hardy northern breed. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. I think that we are permitted to pat ourselves on the back for that. (laughs) Well, thanks for taking the time to to chat with me today. And um, if Watershed is sticking out, then I think we'll go ahead and play Watershed right now. Great. (laughs) Thanks. Coming in to grasp 